This podcast is supported by Understood Explains. As parents, we are often having to figure out things as we go, and that is very true for our children's education. And to help you out, I want to tell you about a podcast called Understood Explains. This season is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Ortube, and she discusses all the things you'd want to know about individual education plans, or IEPs, what they are, why they're needed, who benefits from them, and what to expect when you have meetings with teachers. I could have really used this podcast when my son had an IEP for speech when he was six. I was overwhelmed trying to understand the process and what everything meant. The episode on Understood Explains, Does My Child Need an IEP?, was the kind of info that would have really helped me get the most out of the educational support of the IEP for my son. And if you need that kind of support, I really recommend this podcast. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. Welcome to Mom and Mind, where we dive into all aspects of perinatal mental health and wellness related to pregnancy, birth, loss, postpartum, and new parenthood. It's so much more than postpartum depression. We raise the volume on all of these topics in the hopes that someday everyone will have the support and info that they deserve before they need it. Please note this podcast is not a replacement for treatment by a professional or professional training. Welcome to Mom and Mind. I'm your host, Dr. Kat. I'm really excited to share the news with you today that I wrote a book. I've been waiting somewhat impatiently to tell everyone about this because I am so excited. After a lot of hard work behind the scenes for the last several months, I am finally able to announce that I have a new book coming out. It is called The Calm Pregnancy Workbook, Manage Anxiety and Worry with CBT and Mindfulness Techniques. As of the air date of this episode, it's not out quite yet but it is available for pre-order. I am so very excited to get this book out into the world. I really wanted to make sure that it is full of great usable skills and tools specifically for pregnancy and anxiety. I really wanted to touch on some of the things that make anxiety during pregnancy that much harder. Whether you've been experiencing anxiety and now you're becoming pregnant or you're experiencing anxiety for the first time, It is written in a tone that is very much how I talk, so I hope that it's relatable and that you can feel supported in your pregnancy journey. When I tell you this book has usable skills, it has over 60 skills that you can use right away. But more than that, in the chapters, there's a lot of useful information about anxiety and pregnancy and the many ways that it can manifest and impact us. This workbook is full of techniques and coping strategies to ease your anxiety during pregnancy. Ideally, you will be able to find peace and calm with these exercises that are based in proven therapeutic methods like CBT and mindfulness. There are questionnaires and worksheets and some really great examples of people's experience. I wanted it to come to life so that it could be something that if you are dealing with anxiety during pregnancy that you can relate to and hear that you are not alone in your process. Because pregnancy is, again, we're dealing with all of those myths all the time about how magical pregnancy should be. And those of you who have had difficult pregnancies know that it's not magical all the time. So the goal of this workbook is to feel guided and supported through becoming pregnant being pregnant, and transitioning into parenthood. It's for any expectant parent of families of any kind, 
And we also incorporate advice for partners and how to communicate with family members. The process of writing a book has been fascinating and really interesting just to see how a book develops and also, frankly, to deal with my own internal stuff around writing a book because this process is very new to me. Um, But what I can tell you is that my favorite part of writing this new book was thinking about who to dedicate it to. I immediately thought of my daughter because really without my experience after her birth, I would not be in the specialty, nor would this book have been written by me. And one night while I was late in writing, she was getting ready to go to bed. I told her that I was going to dedicate the book to her, but that I didn't want to put her name in it without permission. So she said yes, she wanted her name in the book, and so it is. She was so excited to have her name in the book and really excited that her name would be there. And honestly, I'm really proud to have both of our names in the book because even though the journey had very hard parts, the growth into motherhood has been mind and heart expanding, and it continues to be. This podcast is supported by Starglow Media's Mysteries About True Histories. From the creators of the hit top-ranking kids educational podcast in the world, Who Smarted, the Emmy-nominated Nat Geo Disney Plus's Brain Games and Netflix's Brainchild, comes Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as M-A-T-H, or math, in which kids ages six and up can hear humorous and educational stories that follow two best friends, Max and Molly, while they go on adventures through time solving puzzles, hidden equations, talking about history, and making learning cool. Episodes transport listeners to moments in history like Pythagoras's Ancient Greece, the era of the Aztecs, Sir Isaac Newton's England, and more. When I drive my son to school in the morning, we listen to these episodes that fit perfectly in our commute, with the episodes being about 15 minutes long. And this podcast is right up my son's alley because he loves to solve problems and happens to love math and the types of punny jokes that Max likes to tell. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy The Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of The Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy. One of the hard things about writing a book, come to find out, is that you can't put everything in there. You can't put every single thought, every single skill or challenge or issue that you think somebody might be experiencing. And honestly, that would be an overwhelming book anyways. So really honing in on what pregnant people who are anxious experience while also trying to be very general 
in terms of pregnancy experience was a difficult balance at times to to strike that specific and general and use skills and tools that are universal, but also really specific to people who are pregnant or who are trying to be pregnant. And what I also love about the writing process is that as a therapist, I've been doing therapy with people for many years, and it was a really great opportunity to just slow down and think through the process and think of the client experience and in some ways my own experience. Yeah, it's great to talk about things, and it is great to have somebody who understands things, but how do you actually put things into practice, like skills and tools? And what are the things that get in your way of doing those skills and tools? So I was really happy to get into the nuance of some of the psychological factors that get in our way of implementing new skills and tools and the way that we get in our heads about it. So not just talking about how to manage anxiety, but really how to do that in practice. What does that look like? And I'm hopeful that the skills, the way that they are presented, are really thought-provoking, but also very useful and down-to-earth. One thing in particular that is I find, anyways, challenging to talk about in a general way are intrusive thoughts. Because if any of you have experienced an intrusive thought, you know that they're really hard to experience and sit with. And also, it's kind of hard to hear from other people what their intrusive thoughts are. And sometimes they can feel a little sort of quote unquote and contagious sometimes. So, I really tried to to not put any really specific anxiety-producing examples in the book, but really we still need to talk about intrusive thoughts because they are real and they affect people in very real ways. So dancing around that in in terms of it's much easier for me to just talk about the point, but to write it out in a a thoughtful way was um, proved really, you know, challenging at times, but also very interesting. Your talking process is very different than writing process. Because, you know, writing slows you down. It slows you down in a way that you have to really think about what you're putting onto a page. That is one of the things I loved about the process, actually. It gave me a chance to think a little bit more deeply about the things that I do every day with clients. So this book has nine chapters, and we talk a lot about why people feel the way they do during pregnancy with anxiety. We talk about anxiety during pregnancy, anxiety prior to pregnancy, some of the things that people worry about, a nod to dealing with pregnancy after loss for sure, as well as what it can feel like to have high sensitivity. Some of the work that CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, does is really takes a closer look at our thought process and how our thoughts become distressing for us. So we spend some significant time on how to modify those thoughts and how to manage them. In addition to that, there are some really great relaxation techniques, mindfulness and meditation skills, and other strategies that are just useful for pregnancy, wellness, mental health wellness in general. Thankfully, also, there is a chapter on anxiety and postpartum and also a chapter for partners so that partners can have a chance to think a little bit more deeply about what the pregnant person is experiencing, but also check in with their own mental health. So I also want to give you a little bit of behind the scenes, what it was like for me to write this book. So for those of you who have been listening to the podcast, you might have picked up on already or heard me directly talk about having a tendency toward perfection and also characteristics of high sensitivity. So wouldn't you know it, of course, that showed up in the book writing process, especially because it's something new. 
although I do have some slight trauma from writing a dissertation and had told myself I am never going to write anything again, you know, never say never, here we are. And even given that, I've known that I have sort of several books in my head, so to speak, and I'm really, really happy and proud that this is one of them. But given all of that, even though this is something that I wanted to do and was happy to do, it still really pulled up a lot of those perfectionist tendencies and feelings of overwhelm. And so I did what any good therapist would do is I went to therapy. (laughs) I was already going to therapy, but I used therapy to process a lot of the stuff that was coming up around writing the book. And I also used the support of a coach mentor to help me through my process in my day-to-day because the writing of the book, it was really interesting. I have the knowledge. I have the knowledge to write the book. It was almost paralyzing at times. And so there was this parallel process of like, okay, I'm writing about anxiety skills. I'm going to use an anxiety skill. I'm going to use an anxiety management tool. But once I got over that initial part of the process, I had to really dig deep and figure out what is going to work for me. What are the skills and tools that I can use that are supportive for me in the writing process? So, I mean, I have a full-time job and kids and, you know, a bunch of other responsibilities. So the process of writing was really in nights and weekends into the corners of the day. So I had to find out what was going to work for me. And that was a really interesting exploration process. I came across the Pomodoro technique, which was very useful And that is to essentially like pick a task and work on it for 20 minutes with no distractions and then take a five-minute break. And then you do that a couple of times and then take a 30-minute break. So it was really, really useful to break things down into 20-minute chunks. And interestingly enough, that is also a parallel to how we deal with big problems. We take one bite at a time and chew that and then go on to the next. And while the Pomodoro technique isn't specifically an anxiety management tool, It's an anxiety management tool. (laughs) So I didn't write about that in the book, but there are some ways in which the book reflects that when we feel overwhelmed by something, we we take a small part of that task and, and do that so that we don't feel overwhelmed by the whole thing. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence Whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. 
I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. I also called in my woo-woo self and pulled out all my rocks and crystals and things that kind of helped me feel a little bit more grounded and a little bit more mindful. So I was able to use those and calm my energy so that I could have clarity of thought. And honestly, one of the most interesting things that I figured out by total accident, I, when I was in grad school and in college, I listened to classical music always for studying. It's the only kind of music I could listen to because anything with words or anything that was too familiar took me out of whatever I was trying to study. So I was listening to a random mix of music and one song came on that I, I don't think I even noticed until midway through, but it was sitar music. And it was from Indian artist Ravi Shankar. And I noticed that when I was writing and that music was on, I was it was so much easier for me to, to focus and write. So for months, I hung out with Ravi Shankar at night and we just wrote a book. <laughs> there was something so meditative and grounding for me in that music, which I didn't expect at all. It was just by chance that I came across that. So I used that quite a bit. And, you know, I was just so pleasantly surprised and happy that there was something that could help ease me into the writing and thinking process. And when we switched over to uh, from writing to editing, I couldn't listen to Ravi Shankar anymore. It was It was a different kind of thought process. And that's when I switched back to calming classical music. It was so fascinating. And, you know, if and when I write the next book, I have this set of tools that I know work for me. You know, I don't speak to many authors really about their process, but what I can tell you is that I know now how much harder it is <laughs> than it seems like it is. I mean, it, for me personally, and, and maybe there are some people who just sit down and write, but I've listened to a book called Big Magic, and it is a lot about the creativity and the writing process. And so I know from listening to Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, that even she, who's a really well-known author, has difficulty in the process. So psychologically, it was fascinating to kind of like understand my own process and, and see what happens when you're trying to sort of have your brain bend around something new. So all in all, the, the process of book writing is fascinating to me. And it's also really challenging. This was not easy, but I also welcomed it. And there was a point in the middle of writing where I was just so exhausted from writing and looking at a computer and typing thoughts and making like forcing my brain into this 
thinking process and, you know, wanting to research articles and books and making sure I had the, you know, all, all of the right things in place and getting into that like perfectionist m- mindset. You know, I want to make sure I have the exact correct information, even though I know it, I need to like see three sources to make sure it's right. That kind of a thing. I overall really loved and appreciated the process of writing this book. And I had you all in mind. It was very grounding for me to think, who, who am I talking to? Who is that person who is suffering and confused and just wants to feel better? And thinking of my own clients who I know have suffered and the kind of relief that they need. And there were times where if I felt stuck or I couldn't think of what to write next, I would think of a client or a parent whose story I know or who might be going through this and just close my eyes and speak to that person through my writing. Really, when you can kind of get your own thinking brain and and whatnot out of the way and just think about the message information, the education, the tool that somebody might need. It's just so much more clear. So yeah, it was a really fantastic learning experience for me. I hope I get to flex these muscles again at a later date (laughs) after I've recovered a little bit. And I'm really happy that right now it is available for pre-order on Amazon. It's like in the world. I have a copy myself and it's honestly beautiful. I didn't do the artwork for the cover, but I love it. I wouldn't have changed anything. Oh, it's beautiful and it feels good. I literally like the book feels good to hold. The cover, the material of the covers just feels really nice. And as a highly sensitive person, I especially appreciate that. So I'm really, really excited to share this news with you and give you a little glimpse into what the book offers and what the hopes are for this book, and also a little behind the scenes of what it was like for me, sort of pinching myself about all of this and extremely honored to be able to offer this book. So please, now, today, you can go to Amazon, type in Calm. So please, now, today, you can go to Amazon and type in the Calm Pregnancy Workbook. You'll see it right there. You can pre-order, and on May 4th, when it goes on sale, it will be released out into the world. Or get it for somebody that you really care about. I think this is great. And although the book is really geared towards people who are experiencing anxiety, trying to get pregnant or or pregnant, there are so many skills and tools in here that can be used even if there isn't like primary anxiety, just as a way to maintain your wellness in pregnancy. Maybe it's just my bias as a therapist, but I really think all of us can use some really good CBT techniques and mindfulness skills. I know I use them daily in general, but man, if we can get ahead of mood changes in pregnancy and postpartum and help prevent them from worsening, oh my gosh, how much better would that be for all the parents out there and the babies too? Okay, I'm going to stop talking about it. I'm so thankful that you are here and listening. I really would appreciate if you can share this and get the word out about this Calm Pregnancy Workbook. And we're going to be doing a giveaway on Instagram and on Facebook in these next two weeks. So be sure to look out for that. Thank you so much for being with me on the Mom and Mind podcast journey and now into the book journey. I appreciate you. Until next time. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please share this podcast. Together we can support moms and families so that no one has to deal with this alone. 
Come connect with us at momandmind.com. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts.